Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Roy Harmon, and we're going to talk about how to do inbound marketing really, really well. And we've got a great guest today that's going to talk about behavioral targeting during the customer journey. I mean, this is advanced stuff, but it's important stuff. Uh, it, it's going to help you if you especially if you've got an e-commerce program or you've got any kind of program that requires traffic sent to your website. If you live or die by traffic and you don't want to stand by as Google and Facebook change their advertising policies, or their SEO policies, then this is going to be something you're going to want to listen to. So, Roy, welcome to the show. Can you give everyone a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I started out in marketing about 10 years ago now, and I've worked in a number of industries, political, healthcare, automotive. Um, these days, I do mainly SaaS and, um, and startups. So one thing I've noticed throughout the, the course of, uh, of these 10 years is that a lot of these concepts apply to every industry and you just have to, you know, tweak them based on your, you know, your understanding of your vertical. So I really hope that all your listeners will get a lot out of this. I think they will. And, um, you know, a good segue to what will we get out of this? And my first question to you, Roy, is let's define what you mean by inbound marketing. Is that just traffic to your website? Is it other things? How are we kind of putting a frame around what we're going to talk about today? When I talk about inbound marketing, I'm talking about the idea that rather than broadcast your advertising to everybody or to broad swaths of people, you're going to get more granular and develop a heightened sense of where each one of your uh, each one of your prospects is, so that you're able to send them targeted messaging, uh, things that are relevant to them based on where they're at in the buyer's journey. And how do you know where someone is at the buyer's journey? What are you setting up? Uh, so that you can understand where they are. Is it kind of this anonymous funnel or is it a very intelligent funnel that tracks people as they go through it and then you're giving them content along the way? How, how is that all set up? Depending on how you do it, it can be, it can be very, you can know a lot, uh, but then you can also do it in a way to where it's more anonymous. And with the way data privacy is going, it's likely going to end up in an area where it's more anonymous. And when I say anonymous, I mean, you don't know A went to X and B went to Y, and you, but you're gonna have an idea that these 100 people went to X. These 250 other people were here. So you'll have an idea, you can send people marketing based on where they've been. Uh, and you can do that through, right now you can use HubSpot and tools like that. And with HubSpot, you can get, you can know John Doe went to my pricing page. 
I should probably send him an email about getting a demo, or maybe one of my salespeople should give him a call. Or Jane Doe went to my pricing page, or I should say uh, went to my features page. Maybe she's more in the consideration stage and I should send her some middle of funnel content. Uh, then on the more anonymous side, you can use Facebook custom audiences or LinkedIn custom audiences and say, for anybody who goes to this page, that page, or the other page, send them awareness stage content ads. And if they go to these pages, then put them in this bucket. And with some of the more advanced tools like HubSpot, which unfortunately also comes with a, a heftier price tag, you can bring all these together to where you know what they're how they're interacting with your ads you know how they're interacting with their content and you know how they're interacting with your emails. So as long as you at the beginning have an understanding of what it means for them to be in each stage of the buyer's journey, uh, for instance, you're creating content that specifically speaks to people in the awareness stage so that you know if they go to that content, that's where they're at. And you're doing the same thing for the consideration stage and the decision stage then you have a really you can create a really powerful lead generation and lead nurturing machine okay and it just sounds complicated to me obviously i've done it a hundred times you've done it a lot but to a lot of people listening it does sound really complicated now i know hubspot makes it easy there's other tools like marketo they make it easy so if you don't have one of those marketing automation systems is it still possible to do it or are you saying to do what we're going to talk about today, you've got to have one of those platforms? If you want to focus on the, the digital advertising uh, portion of it, anybody can do that because they have within, within uh, Facebook and within LinkedIn, within the ad platforms themselves, they allow you to create the audiences based on what content they interact with. So, that's a, a great way for somebody who's just getting, just sort of starting to uh, explore this idea of, of inbound marketing and they really need traffic now. That's a great way to, to dip your toe in the water. Okay. And then let's get specific with that. Like you're talking about Facebook, Google, even LinkedIn, and how are you targeting the right buyers or people to your website? And, and are you talking about B2C, B2B, or both? So B2B or B2C, it is something where, you know, when you, the longer the sales cycle, the more beneficial it is. If it's something like, you know, if you're selling a pack of gum or you're selling something where they're, the, the, when the sales cycle is so compact, that everything kind of happens right on top of each other. It doesn't work as, you know, it's not as necessary. But for anything with a, a longer sales cycle, whether it's a car being sold to a customer or a, a enterprise software solution being sold to a business, it's going to come in, it's going to come in very handy. Right. But let's get a little, little bit more specific. So how do I know what to launch on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Google when it comes to behavioral targeting or finding the right, the right buyer? 
Yeah, so where it starts with an understanding of who you're selling to. You you're going to want to have at least a basic idea of the decision maker, like who's going to actually make a purchase. Mm-hmm. And that's ground zero. There's of course more you can really get very complicated and build out a lot of different campaigns that target other people. But the first thing you want to do is figure out who's the decision maker, what problems do they have at the top of the funnel, and what questions do they have, and then what problems or questions do they have when they're trying to research solutions to that problem, and what questions or problems do they have when they're ready to actually make a purchase. So you want to create that content with those things in mind so that you know that you're providing value, which is sort of the the main the main goal after actually selling your product uh, when it comes to inbound marketing. So you create that content and you know who it addresses and at what stage of the sales process they're in. And then you just need to target them based on what content they've been on. So if they're looking at your content that you've specifically written to appeal to people in the awareness stage, well, you know, if somebody is in that stage where they're just now starting to look up, you know, like, should I buy an SUV or should I buy a, um, or should I buy a sedan? Well, somebody like that, they're not ready for you to actually start pitching them on your bottom of funnel content. They're, they're early on. So you want to find a way to get them in your funnel so that you can nurture that lead and then be there uh, with decision stage or bottom of funnel content when the time comes. And how do you know which stage they're in? Uh, are these specific web pages that they're visiting or are there other ways right. to determine what stage they're in? Yeah, so you're going to look at what pages they're interacting with. There are other things, I mean, it could get pretty sophisticated if you want to start leveraging third-party data, get into programmatic advertising, things like that. But just for general purposes, you would the easiest way to do it is to look at what web pages they've been on. So you would say, here they're looking at a buyer's guide, Maybe they're in the, so they're probably in the consideration stage. They're looking at different types of um, sedans, let's say, and they're trying to figure out how to, how to choose one. And then you have your decision, decision stage content where, okay, they're actually thinking about test driving cars. They're really getting to the point where they're, they're ready. Uh, And then on the flip side, you've got your just more general awareness stage top of funnel content and based on where they go you can in facebook or just about any advertising platform whether it's display or search or social you can say if they've been to this website this one this one this one this one you can have a list of websites if they've been to any of these websites they're in the awareness stage put them in my awareness stage audience if they've been to any of these websites put them in my consideration stage audience. They've been to any of these websites, put them in my decision stage audience. And then you create your campaigns based on where they're at in the buyer's journey and send them content that will appeal to them in that stage of the buyer's journey. And then also 
send them content for the next stage of the buyer's journey, but written in a way to help them make that transition to help move them down the funnel. Okay. So a couple of things here for people that haven't done this. One, I think, unless you correct me, Roy, you're going to need something like HubSpot to kind of track all this and uh, have it automatically deployed because no one's going to want to do it manually. So at least on the, on the advertising side, Facebook will automatically, you know, you, you give them the URLs and they will automatically move people through for you. Got it. That's good. That's a good takeaway. Um, I, I, uh, I had forgotten that Facebook allows you to do that. I guess you just got to keep the URLs updated if there's any changes on your website. For, but for the most part, people aren't changing their website all that often. Uh, and does Facebook handle A-B testing of, of content for that? So let's say they hit a page and they're in the uh, buyer stage or their decision-making stage. And I wanted to say, okay, let's try this piece of content at the decision-making stage for half the users and another piece for the other half and then let Facebook choose the winner. I mean, HubSpot can actually do that. Does Facebook do stuff like that? So they'll do stuff like that for your, for your ads and for some of the things, like they can track conversions and things like that. So you can split test quite a few things like that on Facebook. The issue, and of course this is an issue anytime you're doing split testing, is making sure that you're generating enough volume to actually get anything that's you know really usable. You could split test the ads, which I know, but can you split test the content that's coming from the ads? I guess you could have two different ads for the same URL. So that's how you'd probably do it. The two different ads lead to two different types of content. Well, so they, now they actually, Facebook has a way to split test copy ah. or creative or whatever. And yep. you can now do that within Facebook. Got it. That's good to know. Okay, the second piece of uh, the second challenge I see for anyone just listening in on this is, oh my God, how much content do I have to create? And how am I going to get it all done? I mean, when you look at your average program, how much content and graphics and design are you actually doing for a end-to-end full-scale funnel program? So it's, it's a kind of thing that it can, there's almost no industry where it can't grow you know, indefinitely and continue, you know, you can just keep building content out forever. Uh, what I recommend is you usually, usually a business owner is going to have enough knowledge in their, you know, just of their industry or of what they do that you can, you don't really have to get a whole lot of the, well, let's just say you can really start with about three pieces of content. You can say, I'm going to focus on, like, let's say you're working with a landscaping company and you find out what is it that drives the most revenue for them? Where do they want to focus? And maybe it's, um, maybe it's houses where they've got weeds in their yard and that's how they get their foot in the door. So they really want to do that. So you create, three pieces of content, one for each stage of the buyer's journey based on that particular issue, talking about the consequences, talking about how to identify the problem, how to, you know, the different ways to solve the problem, not just your way. 
And then finally at the bottom, why your way is the best and why they should choose you over your competitors. Um, you know, that that's a great start. You have those three pieces of content and you generate a, you put together a Facebook ad campaign or, you know, depending on your industry, whatever works best, maybe LinkedIn, maybe display. And, and you start, you see, see how it works. And as you go, you may want to just build onto that campaign further, or you may want to say, okay, that's going pretty good. Now let's do a, a campaign for people who need, uh, you know, trees pruned or something like that. Um, so it can scale with you. It scales sort of according to your budget. And if, if someone's doing this on their own, how much skills, set do they have to have on copy and design does 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 copy and design matter i think design is a nice to have but if you don't try to get too fancy with it you can usually get what you need from something like canva or just use a uh, a stock photography site with free stock photos like uh, pexels or uh, there's just tons of free stock photography sites out there. If you don't have Canva, Canva is an online SaaS tool that allows you to create pretty good graphical uh, elements through their templates or just their design palette. But go ahead, Roy. Yeah, and what, so in Canva, which is free, is going to have not only the, they really, you can, they, you can get free stock photography there as well. And so there, that's going to make it the size and shape that you need it to be for for your ads or anything else that you want to use it for. And then after that, as far as the copy goes, if you can just, you know, if you have an idea, if you take a look at HubSpot's written about, you know, inbound advertising, I've written about it. I've, I've got enough content on my website, just in my blog post to where you could learn everything you needed to write. And if you, as long as you or somebody, you know, has the time, you could have that done for free, but if not, there's a lot of cheap options out there like iWriter and um, Content Cucumber is what I'm trying right now, where you can get content done for, uh, I mean, you could get a whole campaign done for less than $500, probably. Are these freelancers that are doing it? So, yeah, so there's uh, Content Cucumber is one I'm interested to see how it goes, because if you've ever used Contentfly, Contentfly says we'll do 4,000 words for $250. I think it's $500 now a month. Well, Content Cucumber does that, but now they actually tell you, you get the writer you that is assigned to you is your writer. So they actually will learn your your branding and, and work with you each. So that one's 490 a month. So I'm interested to see how that goes because I, I work with a lot of freelance writers and iWriter is another one where it's freelance writers. It's I think you can get a, they have different levels and their premium elite, whatever top package is, I think a hundred dollars for one or 2000 words. So there's a lot of very affordable options out there. And then, you know, all you really have to do is send them over the, the important points um, that they need to cover, or even just some websites that, that look about like what you're looking to do and they'll go from there. Okay, I like that. So I, I'm going to summarize what we've talked about so far before we move on. So what you're saying is um, Facebook can handle 
the whole buyer's journey, if you know how to use it correctly, by targeting your ideal customer. And we didn't mention this, but you should have personas of your ideal customers and um, targeting that way. And then as they go through the buyer's journey, which is just different phases of the buying cycle, Facebook based on URLs can target those people. They could even do some copy AB testing, almost acting like a marketing automation system, but with ads to push people through the funnel. If you need design, you know, Roy's recommending Canva. If you need copy, he just gave out two or three sites that you can go to and hire people for relatively uh, inexpensively. Hopefully they're good. I'm going to try out Content Cucumber because I haven't used them before. But uh, so you, you can have all that done pretty inexpensively. And then it's just your job or your ad person's job to make sure that they're putting these things in place correctly. So that's moving people through the sales funnel, which is ultimately what you want, right? Is sales for, for most organizations, unless you're multi-billion, the number one goal is sales, maybe number two is branding. So did I get everyone caught up at this point, Roy? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So moving forward, well, how does this program scale? Do you then take another product, another behavior, do you, do you just keep expanding this thing out and, and then do you become too reliant on Facebook? Because I can't stand relying on any of these platforms. I think they're, they all change and they all cater to the company spending a million dollars or more on Facebook, uh, Google, or LinkedIn and everybody below it. It's like an afterthought. Yeah. So the ultimate goal is to be able to rely on SEO and email marketing. So you're not going to, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend that anybody turn their ads off, assuming that they can get, um, that they can get an ROI that makes sense. I think that that's, you know, unless you're generating so much business through organic, uh, that you can't handle it all. I, you know, you're always going to want to have those ads going. It's just a matter of what budget you give to them and what priority you give to them. But the goal is that as you're creating this content that speaks to important questions and problems that people have, that that content is going to rank. And so that's an important thing that you'll need to be focused on aside from this inbound marketing, you know, um, advertising approach. You'll need to be focused on getting backlinks and be focused on doing your, you know, putting together, uh, maybe using Google search console and seeing what is the content I'm creating? What is it ranking for? And at, at first it may not be ranking very high, but by looking at your, by looking and seeing what kind of queries you're triggering, that can give you ideas for other content and it can give you ideas for, um, for how to make the content you've already created rank. And then to scale, that could happen in a number of ways. It could be like we talked about earlier. You say, okay, right now we've got the campaign that's focused on our weed eating service or our weed killing services. And now we want to shift focus to, or we want to additionally focus on this other program. Um, then you can say uh, we want to build out further this this campaign we already have where we know that the sorts of problems that we can solve with this solution 
are there's multiple things we can do so let's focus on let's start out by focusing on this one problem and then now we can build out a new campaign that focuses on another problem um, so it's still the same product or service but a different aspect of it and those are the two main ways that you would scale and then of course you could also try other advertising channels you could really look at any way of driving traffic to the content that you're creating yeah and, and i would agree you got to get to to organic but even seo with google they've changed their their uh algorithms all the time it's kind of crazy well not only that but they're taking up more and more space with ads it's yeah. getting harder and harder to get on the first page because there's just less and less space on the first page. That really is. Or, yeah, I mean, these ads are getting bigger and then they're getting, you know, you've got four ads now at the top and uh, they make it tough. They make it tough. So your job as a marketer is really to get people into your email database or texting database or something that you ultimately control. And you do that by working the various platforms don't rely on any one of them. I mean, if you're just relying on Facebook right now, good luck in the future. That's not a long-term sustainable business model. You've got to explore other avenues and you've got to figure out other ways of getting people to your site organically. And then once they're there, you've got to get them into a funnel that works. So that's a lot of testing. That's a lot of exploration into what works and what doesn't. It's not an easy job, uh, but I'd say most, and I'd say 90% of companies I've worked with don't have anything like that in place. So if you do put something like that in place, you're already ahead, most likely ahead of your competition, especially if you're constantly focusing on fine tuning and tweaking it. It can literally make the difference between have a, having a successful, you know, we work with a lot of e-commerce companies, having a successful and profitable e-commerce business and not. So these are things that uh, you've got to do. Um, and Roy is, is dead spot on in how to do it. I'd say his advertising model is more, you know, you're either breaking into a new market with a new product or you're, you're a new startup and you're trying to break in. Uh, it's a great thing to do. Great model. You don't have to spend a lot of money on a marketing automation service like HubSpot or Marketo. I don't even know what, what's HubSpot up to now, $30,000, $40,000 a year, depending on how many contacts That's, you have. To, to actually get enough uh, features to be useful, it's at least 800 a month. Yeah, and that that's with what five thousand less than five thousand contacts. And I'm not saying I know the answer to that. I'm just guessing based on. You know, I, I've set up a lot of HubSpot, but not recently. Uh, yeah, so it's it's expensive. Uh, of course, the thing, and you know, you you touched on this already, but um, there are quite a few platforms that make this doable when they have the custom audiences. But it is really important not to get locked into one where your whole business is tied into it. And Facebook is a prime example of why you cannot let that happen. Because I know so many people who during the pandemic have gotten their ad accounts turned off, disabled, they've just totally been kicked out and they can't figure out why. I've looked, I can't figure out why. And Facebook just tells them this is our final decision and, um, you know, tough luck. So it's, you've got to understand the principles and, and always be ready to apply them somewhere else. If, you know, some avenue gets shot, uh, shut down for some reason, because even if you're doing everything right, sometimes you can, uh, you can get kicked out of some of these uh, networks.
I mean, and a lot of it's like not even done by a human being. It's done by a bot. Yeah. Scary. So I always set up at least two advertising accounts on Facebook with my clients that are doing, you know, one that's doing the main thrust of everything and another's kind of on standby and yeah. the other gets shut down. So you got to take those precautions. And that goes for Google. LinkedIn is a little less strict, I think. Um, but anything that you're trying, maybe it's TikTok, any of the new platforms that you think can drive traffic, just be weary and don't be reliant on one. If you're, like I said, if you're, whole entire business is is reliant on one network you're in big trouble one change I, I have a client now i'm working with that got they were always on page one or two of google search results for a product that they were selling and then seven or eight months ago when google did a big change in the way they uh, their algorithms they all of a sudden weren't showing up in anything before page 10 well guess what happened to their business yeah and they had nothing else set up they didn't even have funnels set up to take advantage of their current customer base. So they instantly and overnight were losing hundreds of thousand dollars a day. You don't want to be in that situation. That's not fun. You've got bills to pay. You've got employees and all that kind of stuff. So don't get caught in that trap. That's nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. So we're going to wrap things up. Is there anything that uh, we didn't talk about that we should have talked about? No, I, I think we went over a lot. Um, it, it's a, a very, it can be so, somewhat complicated. I, I try to break it down even more on my, um, on my website at vertiscope.com. And uh, I'd love to answer any questions people have over there or, um, uh, you know, anywhere that, uh, that would be helpful. Yeah, we're going to have that in the show notes. We're not really ready to sh shut things down yet, Roy. We've got two final questions. First, and I think I know the answer to this uh, because you had written this down to me, the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend today. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, HubSpot is is really, it's expensive, but it's, it's very good. Um, and I have not found anything less expensive that, that gets the job done in the way that, that HubSpot does. Yeah, I would agree. They're more marketing focused. They do have a sales CRM, but it's nowhere near as good as Salesforce, but they still have one. Um, it's kind of my go-to for companies over, I'd say, 10 million annually. Mm -hmm. Unless you have got an e-commerce practice that's fast growing, you might want to implement it a little bit sooner. Uh, so HubSpot, I agree, good, good platform. Um, and I've implemented that a lot at some of our, our customers. The, the second question is, who is the most influential person in marketing today? I am really loving Chris Walker on LinkedIn. Uh, he kind of, I feel like he kind of like just exploded onto the scene, at least on LinkedIn, and talks a lot about demand generation versus lead generation. And I don't agree with him on everything. I think he, on LinkedIn, you have to basically see everything in black and white and not, the, the nuance does not perform well on, on LinkedIn. So I don't agree with, with everything he says, but he's got some very interesting insights and, and has really been a pro, pretty prolific, prolific content creator over the past six months. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've got to do some research uh, on Chris. I, I probably have him on the show as well. Once I, once I do that. So Chris, if you're listening, give us a call. Um, but I would like to talk about, uh, you know, demand generation versus lead generation. I think that'd be a good topic. So wrapping things up, 
I want you to go to Roy's site, averiscope.com. He's got some free marketing sales funnel templates that you can use. And the look into the show notes, click on it to take you right there. Check it out. And if you've got any additional questions for Roy, how do they find you? So I'm on LinkedIn. If you just look for uh, for Roy Harmon. And um, yeah, that's the best way to find me. All right. Well, Roy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, look forward to talking to you in the future about uh, some other things uh, that are related. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark.